compassion without boundaries is self-destruction. Empathy without self-respect is tragic. Giving without authenticity is manipulation. And love without freedom is attachment. The intention behind our actions is the deciding factor of healthy versus unhealthy situations. Hey, beautiful people, and thank you so much for joining This Is How You Heal's third official episode. My name is Yada, and I will be your host. I'm a clinical mental health counselor, a life coach, a poet, an artist, and all over creative soul, here to invite you into a transformative space where healing, personal development, and growth are all laid into our foundation. I am so sorry I'm so late on this episode. I said I was going to post it yesterday. It is currently Wednesday, November 30th, 4.23 p.m. Central Time, and I'm still recording. But the topic today is attachment versus love, and I'm going to be honest, this has been a really heavy one for me. And I think it's because this is something that I'm currently um, continuing to learn. And you, the, here's the thing about healing, it's not a destination. Um, you don't get like a gold star at the end of it, and then you go collect another gold star, and then you like, it's not like this thing that you have to reach. Um, it's very fluid. It's very... Um, unique to you and um, I, I notice that this theme comes up in my life a lot attachment versus love and I feel like a lot of it has to do with a lot of generational curses that I feel like um, need to be broken for for me and where I come from um, and it's just been heavy it's been a lot so I've I've been wanting to kind of put I have so many books out that I've like referenced throughout the episode and the um, notes like the script that I make usually is about like two pages the shit was like 20 and I'm not even joking and I kind of got to a point where I was like all right well I can't take this part out can't take this part out I want to make sure that the, that it stays 30 minutes long I don't want to be overbearing because I even know myself I'm not going to listen past 30 minutes sometimes I will but um, we all have our limits so I just got to a point where I was like you know what let me just post what I have and then if we need like a hundred more parts to this one topic then we're gonna go ahead and do that because you can never stop learning right anyways so let's get on with the episode what are we covering today today we're going to cover what is attachment healthy and unhealthy attachment what are the signs of unhealthy attachment and where does it come from how do we overcome it understanding true and authentic love in lieu of unhealthy attachments and lastly and i think most importantly is how to transform yourself into living within authenticity by practicing non-attachment within your relationships now i'm sure you saw this post or you've seen this you know line somewhere on the internet somewhere but i really really liked it and i wanted to share it with my listeners and the quote is the degree in which a person can grow is directly proportional to the amount of truth that they can accept about themselves without running away or deflecting. And I love that because we practice acceptance over here. We don't shame ourselves, we give ourselves grace, we check ourselves, and we grow and we learn and we heal. So please stay tuned for the rest of the episode where we cover attachment versus love. All right, so first things first, what is attachment? Let's talk about it. We need attachment. 
Attachment is normal. Attachment is a human survivalistic trait. Animals, insects, humans, all of us as babies had to be attached to our parents in order to survive. But I like to remind myself that too much of anything is too much and we need to find a balance for everything in life. And when we look at the different types of attachment styles, we're able to see when it's out of balance, when it becomes unhealthy. Now, home base, that ba- think of like a, a balancing scale in the center, completely balanced, centered, and at peace is a secure attachment style, which I'll give a little, a little tidbit, a little piece on that later. Um, then we have the other three that are tipping the scale, which is dismissive avoidant, fearfully avoidant, and anxiously attached. Now, the anxiously attached, I'm going to start with this one because I feel like this is something that... Um, most of my listeners are probably going to identify with um, that codependency, the anxiously attached um, X, Y, and Z. So preoccupied, uh, anxiously preoccupied attachment styles have trouble feeling secure in relationships. Um, They have a strong fear of rejection and a strong fear of abandonment. So because of this insecurity, you'll notice that they behave in ways that kind of look clingy or possessive, um, very demanding, controlling, possessive. needy uh, towards their partner there's an imbalance within the self right Um, there's a space of lack that is that's seeking to fill that lack by the validation or quote-unquote being chosen by the other person Um, the other two can be found on the other side of the scale the dismissive avoidant which they really can't support um, you know form supportive relationships Um, there's like this uncomfortableness giving support to you know, their friends or romantic partners, um, unless they feel like obligated to do so. Um, their view is people who are, you know, if they look at the, the anxiously preoccupied um, or, or anyone that's kind of really giving in a relationship um, as dependent or weak or emotionally unstable and mature. Um, and lastly, we have the fearfully dismissive who, you know, this one, they, they desire comfort, they desire closeness. Um, but they are fearful when it shows up for them. And that doesn't mean the dismissive avoidant doesn't um, seek that as well, because they do. Everybody of everybody seeks love, like we're, we're human. Um, but see, this is the issue with this episode, because now I'm going to start talking about attachment styles, and I'm going to start you know, going off for about six, seven hours, and that's not the point of this episode. Um, but essentially, I bring up the attachment styles to remind you that there is healthy attachment that's real. We're, we're not going to shame people for just being human and having this innate biological need to attach to things. Like, that's just how we are. Um, also, we are more than likely to have an unhealthy attachment because it was a learned experience. It was something that in childhood, you know, we taught ourselves. We were very... Um, aware to our caregivers and whether like the preoccup- um, the anxiously preoccupied usually you would have very hot and cold um, responses from your caregivers um, either you were taken care of or you were dismissed neglected abused hurt whatever it may be um, that you were very hypersensitive and you never knew what side you were going to get um, dismissive avoidant fearfully avoidant all these other unhealthy attachment styles could stem from just never receiving that and having to be completely hyper independent and um 
a parent who cannot love themselves is going to have a hell of a time trying to love their kid. And I feel like most of the time, especially from our collectivistic um, communities, especially black and brown communities, there's such generational trauma that's stemmed down. And love just becomes this really intricate topic where it's just there's so many pieces to kind of unraveling it and trying to understand it from its core um and that's and and on top of that living in a capitalistic western society don't even get me started about that um unable to find authenticity within within love because we're kind of ripped away from this like it's just there's a lot playing against us all right there's a lot playing against us and we are not going to shame ourselves we are not going to tell people oh you just need to go love yourself you just need no there's patterns that need to be broken that's it there's just patterns that need to they're big patterns (laughs) they're really big patterns but when was the last time you put your heart to put your head into something and, and it just didn't happen or put your heart even like when you really want something you make it happen you know you do and this is the same thing we're going to make this happen we're going to recognize the difference between unhealthy attachment and love we're working on it we're giving ourselves grace so i didn't really describe secure attachment as much as i did the other one so real quick secure attachment secure attached folks are um self-contented they're they're warm, easy to connect to, they're open to feelings, um, to, they want to build like deep, meaningful relationships, but they're not driven by fear, and that's the difference. The other three are driven by fear, pre- um, anxiously preoccupied. I always want to say preoccupied first, I don't know why, but anxiously preoccupied is a fear of uh, being unlovable, a fear of not being chosen, a fear of abandonment, a fear of, you know, all these things that we kind of subconsciously act upon instead of looking at the person and just loving them there's a form of manipulation of needing them to reassure us consistently and needing them to give us and and, and using that well i gave to you aren't you like there's manipulation there right um and then on the other stance um dismissive avoidant which is the complete opposite scale of anxiously preoccupied there's a fear of intimacy there's a fear of getting close there's a fear of so operating from a space of fear is you know what kind of drive is that um you know what what kind of meaningful um situations and uh relationships are you going to find yourself in so i decided to pick one book to kind of talk about and it's bell hooks probably most transformative and healing reading experiences i've ever had in my life um a book titled all about love and there's a quote that i want to start with and that quote is those of us who do not learn how to love among family are expected to experience love in romantic relationships let me start over make sure you're paying attention to what i said i said those of us who do not learn how to love among family are expected to experience love in romantic relationships however this love often eludes us 
and we spend a lifetime undoing damage caused by cruelty, neglect, and all manner of lovelessness experienced in our families of origin and in relationships where we simply did not know what to do. To open our hearts more fully to love's power and grace, we must dare to acknowledge how little we know of love in both theory and practice. <sighs> Lord, when I first read this, I highlighted it and I went back and then I wrote in my journal about it and I sat with it and then I walked to the lake and I sat down at the lake and I meditated on it and I just, it was, it was very eye-opening because I think there was the next part of that next few pages in that chapter um bell hooks introduces us to this one gentleman who was speaking about the abuse he endured from his parents from his father specifically and how he was very physically abusive to him and very emotionally and mentally abusive to him very verbally abusive to him and he said there i have no doubt that my father loves me like he knows like i know that he loves me but growing up in a space where like as a child you have to try to navigate that like the cruelty and that neglect and that abuse we think that like blood is what binds us to love that like because you're my family because you're my community because this but it's never because you're my family i won't hurt you it's never because you're my family i won't abuse you it's always because you're my family you should forgive me and i think that when i was reading this it reminded me that i don't know the full extent of what love's power and grace is in the way that bell hooks wrote about it so please 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 go read the book and then when you're done go read it again and when you're done go read it again and keep reading it because there's a gem every single time you open that book so I started asking myself, what is love? How do we feel love in a securely attached way, in a balanced way, in a way that feels free and authentic, feels true to myself, feels like I'm not lying to myself? Like one thing that I absolutely can't stand is nowadays when people are like, you know, um, you can't tell a man uh, da, 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 because then he'll think you're this and he'll think you're that. Or, you know, when you play the game, you got to say this and, you know, you got to make sure that he does like I don't care I don't care I don't care how I'm gonna look I don't care what they're gonna think I don't I literally don't care I just want to say and do whatever the hell feels real to me and if that puts you off that puts you off but babe I'm not playing the game I'm not playing the game like if I feel like calling you I'm gonna fucking call you I'm not gonna wait like three no no like if I have something to say I'm going to send it to you but I will also say that I'm going to recognize when effort is not given and effort is only put in on one part and then making that decision to walk away not just being like well I still want to text no another episode anyways um bell hooks continues to state the definition of love after this and it really changed the game for me entirely she she tells us that love and here's the quote um, it's the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. And she said that the term spiritual has deterred a bunch of folks before, um, before they recognized that, like what, what she was referring to. And basically spiritual, it's referring to the dimension where our core reality 
like where our mind, body, and spirit are all one. An individual does not need to be a believer of a religion to embrace the idea that there is an animating principle in the self, a life force, some of us call it a soul, that when nurtured, it enhances our capacity to be more fully self-actualized and able to engage in communion with the world around us, to begin thinking of love as an action rather than a feeling. Love as an action instead of a feeling because our feelings can be very overpowering and overbearing and we don't know where our, our feelings may stem from sometimes. Our feelings can stem from trauma, our feelings can stem from insecurity, our feelings can stem from ego. But I think when you look at love as an action, then a feeling, an action is set by intention and your intentions are set by your soul. And I think when you stay conscious conscious and present of that um, I think that's really beautiful and a really uh, great way of looking at it our next part of the episode is talking about the signs of unhealthy attachment so if you're attracting situationships abusive relationships or emotionally unavailable partners and you just sit there and you're wondering why I learned that when you seek emotionally damaged people it's kind of because you're trying to practice giving love, but in a very unfulfilling way. It's in a way that allowed you to live out this wound within you, deep, deep within you. And the wound is created from a fear of abandonment, a fear that you were unlovable, that um, you were going off after this hot and cold as a way to finally prove to yourself subconsciously that I can get the emotionally unavailable partner to choose me, to love me, to want me. The attachment style doesn't sound authentic. It sounds manipulative. And manipulation doesn't have to be a mean and evil person or coming from a mean and evil person. It can stem from subconscious beliefs where we think that we're just trying to love and care and give and it's completely selfless, but really it's coming from a selfish space. I'm doing all these things for you. Why don't you love me? I'm doing so much for you. Look at how much I'll slip my wrists for you. Please, please choose me. Love me. What's wrong with me? Why aren't you picking me? Doesn't that sound really selfish? Like it's sad. It's definitely sad. It's definitely coming from trauma. It's definitely coming from, you know, a scared inner child that just wants to be loved. It's okay to want to be loved. It's human. It's, it's natural. We're allowed to want that. We're allowed to feel that. But when you really think about why we're even seeking out this romantic relationship in the first place is it really because i just genuinely love this human being exactly how they are right now right right here no changes to them and i just want to be with them and i feel so full and happy and i see that they're so full and happy and i just want to be full and happy with them or um is it i seek their validation in choosing me and I, I don't feel 
beautiful 90% of the time and they tell me I'm beautiful or they chose me and they're with me which means they have to think I'm beautiful so that adds something and you know I am very anxious and I, I, I need someone around me all the time and it's nice to be in this relationship because they're always around me but when you're not around me I'm gonna throw a fit and I'm gonna cry and I'm gonna be like oh my god do you still love me and um, you know are you gonna leave me and did you meet somebody else and why are you late it's been 20 minutes and what could you have done in those 20 minutes or why didn't you respond oh you were taking a nap are you sure you were taking a nap girl it's exhausting it's so exhausting and I wish I can give every single person that's ever felt that way the biggest hug and I'm getting emotional but like truly truly it's one of the hardest things for women to be in these abusive relationships and we're not even recognizing that we're playing such a big part and that's okay because it's not your fault anymore and it's the fact that you're doing something about it now and that we're talking about it now and that we're recognizing things now that we can switch up how we move with everyone else in our life from this day forward when we've dealt with any form of neglect or abuse or disrespect at a young age, we developed a survival skill to protect ourselves. We've learned to be very hyper aware of the person's um, emotions or, or body language or the way that they huff or the way that they move or the, uh, the facial expressions. We're very sensitive to, to emotions and feelings and words and even the fluctuation of how you said that word, yes. I will pick up on it. So it's not so much like blaming yourself or feeling sorry for yourself or victimizing yourself or getting to the point where you're just like, damn, like that's so gross of me and that's why nobody wants me. No, everything happens for a reason. You think you clicked on this episode, attachment versus love, because you didn't relate to it or were intrigued by it or there's a reason you're learning. Ask the universe, show me more, teach me more. I literally, one of my affirmations is I I say, um, show me how it gets better. Teach me. I'm willing to learn, universe. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. Do not stop asking for it because every time you ask for it, you will get it. You will receive it. And it's not just going to be like this piece of paper that falls out the sky and it's like, yep, here you go this is it go pick go pick up your confidence go pick up your healthy attachment style from you know uh one two three falcon road no god and the universe and all of x y and z of the above will send it to you in an experience and i think that's something that's really beautiful too is you know especially as a first generation american eldest child um in a first-generation home, I've learned that what I wasn't able to learn from those around me, I had to teach myself. I thought I was teaching myself, but the universe was teaching me through experiences. And when I said, well, why did I have to go through this? Why did I have to go through this? Why did I have to go through this? Or, you know, all these bad, terrible things. At least I thought they were bad and terrible until I realized that they happened to shape me in the way that I think right now I wouldn't have this brain I wouldn't have I wouldn't be speaking into this microphone having this I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be getting through to you and whoever else is listening I wouldn't be changing the course of 
my mental and how I move within the relationships and maybe somebody else's. Now let's talk about what it may look like. What does unhealthy attachment look like? And then let's talk about what love looks like. And I'll mix them up together. Now, when you love somebody, I feel like, you know, okay, so I was, I've always heard people say this one thing where they say, um, love is, well, attachment is, I want to be happy. And love is, I want you to be happy. Love is, you want them happy whether they're with you or not. Love is, it's pure and it's safe and it's natural and it isn't forced and it just happens. It's very spiritual. It's very, um, like, unhealthy attachment. The more that you try to grasp onto something because you're afraid of losing it, that fear of losing, that's the unhealthy attachment. The tighter you hold on to something for so long, the more that you're going to suffer, the more that you're going to get cuts up in your hand and your muscles are going to get weaker. And if it's not for you to hold on to, you will not hold on to it. You're just going to kill yourself in the process and bruise yourself and then have to heal from extra stuff that you don't really need to be healing from because you caused it. The more you chase something, the more it's running, running from you. That's why whenever people always say, like, well, I, I'm chasing the bag, I'm not chasing a relationship. Okay, go ahead and chase something, because if you're chasing, it's running. We're in a state of attraction. Love is a state of attraction. Love is, and then love becomes. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, it's, it's just when you are the embodiment of love, you attract love. When you love someone, you want to be with them. It's not a need. Attachment stems from our desire, our control um, to decrease our negative emotions. And love stems from our soul, from freedom. And it lives so abundantly that even if there are negative emotions, love conquers it. Love is understanding when attachment is fulfilling something. Love is selfless when attachment is selfish. Because we use that person or that relationship to fulfill our own needs and expectations. I choose you. I want you. Healthy attachment is real. Healthy attachment is is secure attachment in a way that, like, okay, have you ever heard that thing where people say, like, if you pluck a flower, it's because you like it. But if you water the flower, it's because you love it. That's because the growth within that flower means so much more to you. You genuinely love this plant. You love this flower. You love this person. I want to see you grow. I don't want to just see how you can love me. Love is respect for somebody's boundaries. So if they say they need space, you respect that. You give them space. And you're not sitting there crying and and blowing up their phone and about to have a panic attack. Which is, if that's where you're at, I'm glad that you're able to see it. And I hope that you can start working on it. But I hope that you don't use the person as a band-aid to make you feel better. Because love is non-controlling. It's non-manipulating, manipulative. It's, there's non-threatening behaviors. You know, unhealthy attachment develops like a scarcity mindset. And it's so we can try to control the outcome. So we can manipulate it to work how we want it to work. And when you do that, like, 
when is it just not going to work anymore because it's not natural what's not natural never persists past what's natural what's not natural never feels better than what is natural you know detach from the outcome so you can take your power back and and, and now we're getting into the the second um, part of the podcast we're going to talk about how to overcome unhealthy attachment when you detach from the outcome you take your power back when you detach from expectations like you expect this person to respond a certain way or you expect this person to treat you a certain way or you expect have zero expectations for real please like have absolutely zero expectations learn the difference between having needs and being needy right having needs is is a it's a set standard of these these are the things that i need in a relationship I need, you know, reassurance, I need uh, stability, I need loyalty, I need respect, I need humor, I need love, I need compassion, I need open communication, I need whatever, whatever you feel like you need, write that list, make that list and know that that's what your needs are. Being needy is when any of those pieces plus some are driven by your emotional issues and they're not conscious, like you're, you're, it's, it's not, it's in your subconscious. They're, they're born from your own like victim helplessness like uh, it's desperation at that point it's never being satisfied at that point it's always needing more at that point you know another thing you can do to overcome unhealthy attachment is observe don't absorb being a person that is hypersensitive and hyper aware to every little thing and can read people's energy if you are a highly sensitive person observe don't absorb is going to literally save your life allow people to be who they want to be encourage them to do exactly what they want to do and then just simply observe them and then you make the decision the last part of this podcast before i let y'all go is practicing non-attachment we said earlier in our little what we're going to get into for the evening um, was how to transform yourself into living within authenticity by practicing non-attachment within your relationships right so what does practicing non-attachment look like and how can it help you well practicing non-attachment is a release of this control of anything control of outcome but also you being controlled by your feelings and your emotions now when when you have a feeling of sadness it's not an impending doom it's not a fear of abandonment it's not a i'm unlovable you release this control you you release the attachment of this is a feeling i'm observing i'm not absorbing i'm letting it pass and looking at it for what it is i let it pass stop being controlled by your emotions also in the sense of like if you're getting to know somebody or if you're in a relationship with somebody don't be controlled by you know that unhealthy uh emotion that might pop up and remind yourself they're going to pop up doesn't make it a bad thing it's just how to work with them instead you'll be interested in the actual person and to getting to know them when you're um practicing non-attachment you're not attached to the outcome 
which means you'll be free of this anxiety of like what's to come and are they going to do it the right way. You'll be more open and, and spontaneous and, and, and curious about how, like it's, it's not scripted, it's not forced, it's more peaceful and way less neurotic, <laughs> it's more relaxed, it's more sincere when you don't need to hold this control, that's what practicing non-attachment is, just not having control over something like looking at a flower and, and, and think of the flower as like the person that you're trying to practice non-attachment with. Like, I love this flower. Like, I don't, I don't want to harm this flower. I don't want to rip it out of the ground because I hate being alone. No, I want to water the flower and I want to figure out, you know, how much sunlight it needs. And I want to, um, I don't know, whatever fertilizer it needs. And I want to figure out what vitamins it needs. And I want to do all these things to make it the most beautiful flower in the world. And then guess what? Guess what? That flower is going to have so many benefits to you. That flower is going to is just going to love you back. It's just going to give you back. And it's going to happen naturally. When you do that, you end up feeling more love for yourself. And when you feel more love for yourself, you feel more love for others. Cuz you're not you're not attached to what should happen or what shouldn't happen or like I said earlier, this idea of like playing the game like once once you know a man you know does this or says this and you know then he should do this and he shouldn't do that and I won't risk like free yourself girl free yourself and free him and free whoever you're dating you don't need to be addicted to like getting something from somebody and then like keeping score well I gave I did this I did that and he's not matching up You'll be able to see them for who they actually are. And then when you see them for who they actually are and you're like, oh, actually, you, you, this, this shit isn't really what I thought it was going to be. You won't be driven by this space of, well, I'm going to keep you anyways because you make me feel good like 70% of the time and that's enough. Instead, you have non-attachment to it. So you're just like, okay, you know, you can go. Just, it's just, it's not a fit. Like, think about it when we're looking for a job. If a job is just not a fit, like if you open the ad and you look at it and it's not a fit, it's not a fit. It's not a fit. It's not how much money you want to make. It's not the hours you want to work. And it's not, you know, the, you know, credentialing that you need to have, whatever it may be. It's just not for you. We don't trip over that. We might for a minute and then we keep it pushing. But then after that, we find a job that fits perfectly because it's in alignment. We love it. And guess what? When you start to do that, you feel way more grounded and connected to life. That's how you that's another way to practice non-attachment, being connected to life itself and this person being this tool of life. This this um I don't want to say tool, but y'all know what I mean, like it's a piece of the grand scheme of things. Like this person is playing out some form of energy for you. And there's a there's a way to perceive the truth within them. And most of the time when you start doing that, you, you start to feel gratitude and love and compassion and happiness. And it starts filling up within your life because you're not attached to something like you need it, like you're grasping for air. 
man, I feel like I just have so much more to say, but I'm going to leave it at that because our episode has gone a little bit over. We usually do 30 minutes. We're, we're about to push, you know, 40. So um, thank you so much for joining the third episode. Um, definitely, definitely going to do a part two to this, um, get a little bit more in depth of the different attachment styles and uh, hopefully talk a little bit more about um, stepping out of codependency and unhealthy attachment styles into a authentic way of loving and finding the love that we deserve. Um, thank you so much for joining once again. My name is Yada. This is the This Is How You Heal podcast. And please don't forget to sign up for life coaching. Um, finally launched that. I have my website up. It's called 717 Coaching. You can go in and book individually individualized sessions um, once a week. Um, we're also providing group workshops and public speaking events if you would like to bring us out to that as well. Please give yourself so much love and rest this week and make sure you're nice to yourself and make sure you tell yourself that you look beautiful because you deserve it. Till next week.